0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Co-Op. We're going to discuss the latest trends and issues in special education. Today, I'm joined by Laney Sandberg. Laney and I are both K-12 special education coordinators with the Paul Bunyan Cooperative. Uh, we are going to talk today a little bit about Andrew F. versus Douglas County Supreme Court case and how it changed what's considered appropriate progress in special education. Welcome, Laney.
1: Thanks, Jeff. I know we have both been asked about changes in due process, and this case is a big one. It has redefined a long held, in, held understanding of what appropriate means in FAPE.
0: So true. We've seen its effects not only nationally, but close to home here in Minnesota. Let's talk a little bit about the background. Can you explain what Andrew F. versus Douglas County case was about and kind of what impacts it has on special education?
1: Sure, Andrew F. was a student with autism who was enrolled in the Douglas County School District in Colorado. His parents felt that his IEP was not adequately adequately addressing his needs, and they sued the school district for reimbursement of the cost of private school tuition. The case eventually made its way to the Supreme Court, which ruled that students with disabilities are entitled to an education that is appropriately ambitious and that their IEPs must be reasonably calculated to enable them to make progress in light of their individual circumstances. This was a significant change and shift from the previous standard, which held that students with disabilities were only entitled to an education that provided some educational benefit, regardless of how minimal that benefit might be.
0: That's a really important uh, distinction. So, what does appropriately ambitious progress mean in practical terms, and, and how does it affect the way IEP goals are written and progress measured?
1: Appropriately ambitious progress means that the goals in a student's IEP should be challenging but achievable, taking into account the student's individual needs and potential. It also means that progress should be measured based on more than just the student's performance on standardized tests or other assessments. Instead, progress should be measured based on how well the student is meeting the goals and objectives outlined in their IEP, as well as their ability to participate in and benefit from the general education curriculum.
0: That's a really helpful explanation. So what are some practical implications of Andrew F. decision for special education professionals?
1: Well, I think it means that we need to be more thoughtful and intentional when writing IEP goals and measuring progress. We can't just write goals that are easy to achieve or that only address the most basic needs of the student. Instead, we need to take into account the student's unique strengths and weaknesses and write goals that are challenging but achievable. And we need to measure progress in a way that takes into account the student's individual circumstances, rather than relying solely on standardized tests or other assessments.
0: Lenny, can you briefly explain what it means for an IEP to be reasonably calculated under the Andrew F. decision?
1: Absolutely. The Andrew F. decision is clarified that schools must provide students with disabilities with an IEP that is reasonably calculated to provide educational benefits. This means that the IEP must be designed to help the student make meaningful progress in their education and the goals in the IEP must be challenging but achievable.
0: That's a great explanation. How does the standard of reasonably calculated progress impact the work that we do as special education case managers?
1: Well, Jeff, it means that we have to be more intentional in the goals we set for our students and the strategies we use to help them achieve those goals. We can't just create goals that are easy to meet or that don't meaningfully address the students' areas of need. We have to really dig into the students' data and skill deficits to create goals that are both challenging and achievable.
0: Absolutely. It's all about targeting those skill deficits to help students make progress towards their goals. Can you give me an example of how we might put that into practice?
1: Sure, let's say we have a student who has difficulty with work completion. We wouldn't just create a goal that says student will complete 80% of assignments. We would look at the specific skill deficits that are affecting their ability to complete the work and create goals that target those deficits. For example, we might create a goal like given a task with a specified deadline student will increase the use of an organizational tool like a planner to schedule work time and break the task into smaller steps from 20% to 90% of occasions through explicit organizational skill instruction.
0: That's a great example, Lainey. It really highlights the importance of, of targeting those specific skill deficits to help the student make progress. And it's all in service of providing them with an education that's both meaningful and appropriately challenging.
1: Exactly, Jeff. The Andrew F. decision was a game changer for special education, and it's up to us as special education case managers to make sure that we're providing our students with the high quality education they
0: deserve. That's a really great note to end on, Laney. I appreciate you sharing your expertise on this important topic. Thanks, Laney, for joining me today to discuss uh, Andrew F. and Douglas County Supreme Court case and its implications on special education. This has been a really informative conversation.
1: Thanks for having me, Jeff. I hope this discussion helps our listeners better understand how the Andrew F. decision has changed what is considered appropriate progress in special education.
0: That's it for today. Uh, If you have any questions or comments about today's discussion, please reach out to the co-op and be sure to tune in next time when we have some more insightful conversations on issues uh, that matter in special education.